Welcome to my homestead, y'all. I'm your host, Jenny Veliki, also known as the Funky Farm Girl. I'm working to create a home with a little farm, a little faith, a lot of food, and a bit of funky. I'm learning all about growing and preserving our food supply, raising chickens and children, and becoming more self-sufficient while leaning hard on Jesus. And I want to take you along for the ride. So grab yourself a cup of something wonderful, and let's visit a while. y'all welcome back to another episode of the funky farm girl i'm your host jenny veliki also known as the funky farm girl and you're listening to episode 54 permaculture fruit tree guilds so this week i want to dive into what it looks like to develop guilds around in a way that goes along permaculture practices so before we get to that and dissect what all those little pieces mean, um, let's talk about our weekly feature, what's happening on. So this week we've had two big things going on. The first of which is Georgia received five from the local 4-H office for the Pullet Project for this year. Um, the Pullet Project is something that 4-H puts on every year where the kids are signed up and they are given a certain number of pullets, which is a female chick that is not yet laying eggs. And they are all given the same breed of chickens, all from the same batch of chickens, and they raise those pullets until they reach the age where they would begin to lay and that is when they take them to the fair and they show their three best birds at the county fair and they go through the process of judging and things like that so that they learn how to show animals at the fair they learn how to raise these chicks and feed the chickens and all those types of things so Georgia is doing that project. She was given five golden comets, which we have named the March Sisters. No, excuse me. They're not the March Sisters. We already have those. These are the Bennett Sisters. So, of course, we had to watch Pride and Prejudice so that we could decide which chick was which um, Bennett Sister. And, unfortunately, one of the chicks passed away... um, yesterday she just was in the coop and or in the brooder and was not very responsive when we first went out there she was just laying and she continued very very lethargic and within an hour had passed away so uh, Georgia is learning about loss and she's learning that these kinds of things happen she's a lot more resilient than she was when we first lost um, Shaggy or rooster and um so it's good to see the growth in her but also kind of sad situation at the same time i'm also this week finishing up planting in the main garden i still have quite a bit to do in the side beds and around the chicken coops where i want to plant different flowers and things particularly this year because gracie will be graduating in four weeks and so i'm really trying to get like plants in the ground that will 
produce flowers and things like that. And so I'm trying real hard to get as much in the ground as I can because I really want it to be flourishing by the time we have her um, ceremony. So really trying to get that going. Um, so this week I've been super focused on that. Haven't been going anywhere. Haven't been doing anything really much outside of the homestead so that I can just knock that out. I actually tonight knocked out three rows of okra right before dark and raced the rest of the daylight to make sure that I could get it in before we have a nice long rain tonight into tomorrow morning. So now that we've discussed what's happening on our homestead, let's get into today's episode. We've been doing a series over the last couple weeks on permaculture principles where I really just want to help you begin to think about no matter where your little homestead is, whether you homestead in a suburban apartment or in a urban neighborhood, maybe you have a little bit of land, um, maybe you have lots of land. Really, you can homestead anywhere, and that's something that we've talked about before. But when you begin to homestead and you begin to think intentionally about raising your own food and the things that you produce over the things that you consume, um, you really start to think about more natural practices and um, maybe organic methods and natural ways of doing things. And you start to think about and notice the way nature is designed and the way things work together so well to maintain and to flourish uh, the things that grow and that is what permaculture is essentially you can go to um, episode 51 for an introduction to permaculture and then even back in episode 45 we talked about how you can marry chickens and your garden in a permaculture mindset and have them work together to benefit each other well Um, and then in episode 50 the chickens was in episode 45 in episode 52 we talked about water and how to pay attention to where your water goes and how to utilize that water well and make it stay where you need it to stay and how to run it to where you need it to go and all those types of things in a permaculture mindset. And then last week we talked about companion planting and just different things that you can plant together that will help um, repel pests and attract pollinators and provide um, nutrients and things that your plants may need or give it an added flavor or benefit just by planting things close to each other and so I encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes on our permaculture series and this week we're diving into our fifth and final episode on fruit tree guilds now you're probably thinking to yourself I don't even know what a fruit tree guild is I'm not sure that I need one I'm not sure that I want one I don't know if I have one or not what is a fruit tree guild well a fruit tree guild is a permaculture technique that really mimics natural ecosystems like forests so if you think about trees in a forest you're you're thinking about 
you're not thinking of trees lined up in rows in straight lines and nothing underneath them except maybe some mulch around each one. But that tends to be the way we plant them in our yards and on our farms. And so when we think about the natural way of a forest, you have the larger trees that are taller and then underneath that you have like almost the underbrush, the the second layer of shorter trees and bushes and things like that. And then underneath that on the ground, you might have mosses and ferns and fungi and um, you have a natural mulch of leaves and things like that and things that cover the ground and spread. And so there's a wide variety of things there and they're all working in ways that support each other and provide just this nice little ecosystem that really benefits and helps everything in that little um, in that little ecosystem to thrive. And so when we create a fruit tree guild or even another kind of tree guild, we're really creating something that um, provides a community of plants that grow and support each other. And we do this for a lot of different reasons. First of all, it's going to add back nutrients to the soil that your your soil needs. Any kind of tree that you have is going to be a feeder and it's going to need certain nutrients in order for it to thrive and grow and continue to um, provide fruit or nut or whatever it is that that tree produces. And so adding to those trees a network of plants that are going to provide the types of things that that tree is depleting from the soil is going to add those nutrients back into the soil so that your tree continues to get what it needs. We're also um, going to get shade from those. Um, They're going to be able to provide shade to the bottom of the tree and um, keep those roots cool and that's going to keep water in there longer and uh, they won't have to be watered as frequently. Um, it provide it conserves the water because not only is it doing that but it's going to um, provide mulch and um, ground cover to keep the ground cool so that it's able to retain more of the water that it does soak up. And on top of that, it's going to attract beneficial insects and repel pests and diseases. And so you're going to have the types of thing, insects and things there that are going to support what your tree is producing. But then you're also going to be repelling and keeping away things that take care of that that are pests. Or you're going to plant things that take care of things that might um, become an issue with your tree and then on top of that we're building up the soil and that's going to prevent erosion because if you have things planted all around that tree it's going to hold on to the dirt and the soil there and it's not going to wash away and it's not going to cause erosion where you're going to have exposed roots and hard dry ground that needs lots and lots of water and things like that and so there's a lot of benefit to these fruit guilds on top of the fact that they're beautiful. 
Um, even if none of these other things matter, we all love to look at a something beautiful. But to know that we can create beauty in our yard or in our homestead, on our little farm, and it also be beneficial not only to the tree, but to the ecosystem around it and to us because some of these things that we plant can be edible and it's just one more place to grow some more things that we can produce for our family. And so I want to walk through with you about how to create a guild. But first I want you to think about the fact that you can you can do this in a lot of different ways. You may have the standard Bradford pear in your front yard that doesn't produce nary a pear but it it's there um and maybe you would like to create a fruit guild there so you would have a standalone fruit tree guild um or maybe you have quite a few different trees or berry bushes or things like that in your backyard that are not right on top of each other but fairly close together that you could create a little ecosystem community of plants that flow from one to the other and create sort of a mini food forest right there um, on the edge of your property or wherever it is that you have two three four trees or two three four berry bushes um so so think in terms of do you want to create a little mini food forest or do you want to do a standalone guild? That's going to be one of the first things that we're going to do. Um, but honestly, guilds are the next level to companion planting. So if you if you listened to last week's episode and you got excited about planting things together, um, fruit guilds are the next level of that. And this is where I am in in my journey as a gardener. Uh, I've really started to get a really good hold on companion planting and I'm putting it into practice and beginning to do a lot more with that. So now fruit guilds are where I want to begin to expand what I'm doing and learn even more and apply even more permaculture principles to my own property. And so when we have the kind of variety from a guild It's going to bring in bacteria and fungi and insects and birds that are going to really create a wonderful little ecosystem right there in our yard. And we can include edible plants. We can include medicinal herbs and flowers. uh, And we can help nature work together to create a beautiful area and also to produce even more fruit than maybe the tree would be able to produce otherwise we're going to need to water it less because we're going to have fewer weeds we're going to have less erosion we're going to have mulch on top that keeps the soil cool and we can even provide some shade to the to the trunk of the tree especially at the base so that we can prevent sun scald and maybe protect this the tree some from the wind because of the under things that are planted there 
And so it's really beneficial for your yard. It's beneficial to the soil and it's beneficial to your tree. So let's create a guild together. The first thing we're going to need to do, we have four steps. The first step is to choose your tree. Now, maybe you already have a tree in your yard and you think, oh, I can start there. I have a lot of trees in my yard. I have several cedar and cypress trees that line the edge of um, a little kind of a, I don't even know what to call it, a berm in my yard where I have a lower area and a higher area and right on the edge of that higher area. Um, is a line of trees and it starts out with some cedar trees and then there's cypress as it goes on back through there and I also have a maple tree in my front yard and so I'm going to start with the trees that are already on my property at the same time though because I have a smaller property and because my space is at a premium I'm also going to consider doing this with my berry bushes. I have two blueberry bushes and two blackberry bushes. And I want to be able to create a guild around each of those as well that will allow those to thrive and grow. Now, maybe you don't have any trees. Maybe you don't have one that you want to create a guild with and you want to start fresh. If you are on a property like maybe a neighborhood or um, a suburban area where you just don't really have a lot of yard and you want to try this um, I would consider dwarf trees uh, you can get a dwarf apple or a dwarf peach or pear or plum tree um, and you can start with that you can even get a fig tree um, and you can begin to build your guild around that type of a tree and it's just a smaller version of a full-size type tree so um, it gives you a little bit more to work with in terms of a smaller property and again look at berry bushes um, I'm really hoping to find um, a Juneberry bush that I could get a couple sets of and plant those on the edge of our property um, June berries are also called service berry or Saskatoon I would really love to find three or four of those and add those to our property somewhere have not been able to find them locally um, have been able to find them online and have decided that maybe I need to wait until next year to stick that in our homestead because I have quite a lot that I'm still planting this year um, so think about what kind of fruit you want to bring on to your homestead and what type of property you have that you could do that so like I said we have blackberries and blueberries right now I have a couple eld elderberry bushes that I'll be planting soon um, and so those are going to be where I start and then I can also begin to build guilds just around the cedar and the cypress and the um, maple tree in the front yard so that I'm able to just really do well do better with the soil that's around those trees to help make them 
healthier and more vibrant and create more of an ecosystem in my yard that encourages those pollinators to travel around from place to place in my yard and maybe you know they'll travel over and pollinate squash and pumpkins while they're migrating around in my yard so step one is choose a tree step two is choose the shape of your guild do you want to do just a circle that's fine Um, do you want to make it more of a a flowing pattern that goes in a wavy line from one tree to another around a corner or along the edge of a property Uh, you can really make it whatever shape you want to but you need to uh, mark out what that shape will be and you need to kind of loosen the soil in that area um, and mark off where your guild will be around that tree so number one choose your tree number two choose your shape number three We need to test the soil and add amendments as needed. Your cooperative extension office can do soil testing for you. You can also buy a little kit at any home improvement store or garden center uh, where you can check your soil. It's difficult to amend the soil if you don't know what your soil needs. And it's difficult to figure out what type of plants you need if you don't know what your soil needs added to it. And so starting with amendments and and specifically the soil test so that you can do amendments is the best way to go when you're creating a new fruit tree guild. So um, do the testing and then at the very least you're going to want to add some compost and soil about five inches deep. on top of the top layer of soil that's already around the tree Um, don't pile it up around the trunk kind of pull it away from the trunk a little bit but uh, you want to really get that good and deep about five inches all the way around and all throughout wherever your guild is going to be your plants are going to need a good root system and they're going to need a good start as far as Um, quality soil so you're going to want to add the compost and the soil on top so that you have five inches and then on top of that you're going to want to put a thick layer of mulch Um, probably just something like wood chips is just fine on top of that because this is a long slow process with these tree guilds it's not something that you're like in your garden where you're trying to produce something pretty quickly Um, in one season this is something that will be there long term and so you can use something like wood chips there so the fourth and final thing you have to do after you choose your tree and choose your shape and then soil test and make your amendments then the last thing is to choose your plants now there are several types of plants that you need to add There's six different kinds that we need to add so that we have a good balance. Um, This is not just planting a peach tree and then putting a ring of flowers around it and saying, look how pretty. Um, It does look pretty, but that's only going to be one piece of the puzzle. 
And if we're going to approach this as a permaculture principle, we really want to create that ecosystem. And so we're going to want several different kinds of plants. And yes, flowers will be part of that, but it won't be the only ingredient. So let's talk about the six types of plants that you need to consider for your fruit tree guild. The first one are fixers. These are going to be the things that fertilize your soil. And usually they're the things that add nitrogen because fruit trees are going to use a lot of nitrogen and deplete that from the soil and it's going to need to be added back in. And so you're going to want to do something in the legume family like peas or beans or clover or even peanuts. And then you're going to want to do an ornamental like vetch or lupines. So you can add something that's going to fertilize your soil and help replace the nitrogen that you're pulling out of it. So that's your fixers. So there's there's number one. Number two, we need the repellers and attractors. So that's two and three. Um, we are going to have pests that we want to keep away. So we're going to repel those. And we're going to do that with garlic, onion, chive, marigolds, oregano, daffodils. Here's some of your flowers. You can plant daffodils there. They come back every year. And then you've got a repeller in your garden, in your guild. Um, this is a great place to put garlic because garlic takes forever to grow and here you've got it in a place where it's out of the way and it's not taking up space in your garden and it's also repelling pests from your fruit tree so that they're not eating up your fruit and causing it to be wasted on top of that we also need to add an attractor so that's number three we need to add something that brings in the pollinators because chances are you have a fruit tree it's got flowers on it they need to be pollinated so that the fruit will grow and so you need to have edible herbs like fennel or lavender or coriander or dill or you need some flowers like sunflowers and nasturtium and yarrow um, y'all know how much i love nasturtium i planted some more today <laughs> It's going to be all over my yard this year. I'm a big fan of it, but um, it's definitely a good attractor for some of the pollinators. And you need to remember that pollinators are not all bees, okay? We have um, other things that will also come in and will go from flower to flower, um, like butterflies, and they will pollinate too. So you want to make sure that you're attracting those things. Next up on our list, number, let's see, what number are we on? One, two, three, four. Number four is suppressors. We need something that's going to suppress the weeds. Okay, so um, something that is a good ground cover. So think of things that are low and spread. So things like mint and strawberries and clover, which again was a fixer. Um, nasturtiums, which again was an attractor. And rhubarb so these things are gonna stay low they don't get real tall they spread easily a lot of them will do it all on their own you don't have to help them especially mint 
it will go everywhere so again make sure that when you're creating that fruit guild shape that you have a way to mark it off and contain it to that area um, but add something that is a ground cover a suppressor number five is an accumulator we need something that's going to pull in more nutrients okay something that is gonna um, bring in the good stuff and so we want things like borage or vetch or comfrey yarrow there's yarrow again strawberries or strawberries again um, things that are going to pull in um, and uh, and cause a byproduct to occur where they're adding something back into the soil so accumulators and last but not least we need mulchers and we specifically want mulchers that can be used in a chop and drop fashion chop and drop means that you can take the plant you can chop it off you can drop it on the ground and it will decompose as a and act as a mulch on your um, guilt not everything can be used that way because it won't it won't act the way it's supposed to it won't or it'll like recede or re regrow or something like that but these are things that you can chop it down throw it on the ground drop it there and it will um, decompose and, and develop into a mulch that you can use um, three really good ones for that are rhubarb there's that rhubarb again comfrey there's that one again and hostas so if you planted some hostas around your tree you're on your way to a fruit guild so if you've noticed a lot of these plants are going to have multiple benefits so you can plant rhubarb and it's going to be um, a mulcher and a suppressor you can plant nasturtium and it's going to be an attractor and a suppressor you can plant comfrey and it's going to be an accumulator and a mulcher so there's lots of different plants that have lots of different benefits to your fruit tree guild so in review first we need to choose our tree then we need to to choose the shape of the guild then we need to do a soil test and add some amendments and then we need to choose our plants and when we're choosing plants we're looking for fixers repellers attractors suppressors accumulators and mulchers it's a lot of information in this episode and i know that it's a lot to take in um, i hope that you're able to take some notes but if you're like me Maybe you listen to this podcast while you're doing something else like chores or gardening or um, your daily walk. And so I appreciate being in your ears while you're working today. But uh, I want to make sure that you have the information that you need, especially for this episode, because I felt like it was quite a lot. So I'm going to put a few links in the show notes with some example guilds that I found on Pinterest that will just give you some some e- examples of for an apple tree here's the types of things you should plant and for a pear tree this is what you would want to plant and for a peach tree and and so on and so forth and so 
be sure to check out the show notes for this episode to find the links to those. And as always, I really want to thank you for for listening. I want to thank you for tuning in. This is the end of the permaculture series. And I don't know about you, but I have learned a ton. And I hope you have too. As always, I'm available if you have questions or if you have feedback. I love both. You can email me at jenny at thefunkyfarmgirl.com. There's a link to that in the show notes as well. See y'all next week. Thanks for stopping by, y'all. If you're inspired by what you've heard today, the best compliment you can give me is to share the Funky Farm Girl with your friends. You can stay connected by following the Funky Farm Girl on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Until we meet again next week, remember to bloom where you're planted. Bye.